Your financial mission, should you choose to accept it, is to achieve financial clarity. New Intel suggests that bad financial actors are constantly filling the landscape with misinformation and other barriers and obstacles, leaving you with limited time to make the right choices for a successful financial future. To make things easier, we've chosen your team for you. Financial Commander Janine Theus will help lead you to success. As always, should you avoid the excellent guidance you're about to receive, you'll be disavowed. Also, this message will self-destruct in three seconds. Three, two, one. Hello and welcome to another edition of Your Financial Mission. Walter Storholt here alongside Janine Theus, CEO and founder of Theus Wealth Advisors, your financial commander here on the podcast. And Janine, great to talk with you once again. How are you this week? Hey, Walter, doing great. It's uh, I cannot believe we're a week away from Thanksgiving. Where did the whole year go? <laughs> Do you have all of your preparations ready for the holiday oh, as, we, oh, as we're no. recording today's episode? No? Absolutely not. <laughs> Well, uh, same same deal here. What where, what are you doing? What are your plans? Are you going out of town for this one? Or well, originally, yeah, originally we were going to hop in the car and do a road trip to Minnesota to see our older son and uh, his uh, new wife, a new bride, and a relatively new bride, and um, and then our younger son said, "Hey." I'm coming home for Thanksgiving. So I said, oh, I guess we're not going anywhere, but we will get some things done for sure. <laughs> Saved you some travel then. That, that worked yeah, out well. Yeah, exactly. And we'll get an extra set of uh, hands and muscles to get a few things done. <laughs> very good. Very good. Well, we've got a great podcast scheduled for today. We're going to talk about uh, a very important financial planning topic. Social Security. And in particular, we're going to talk about the misunderstandings around Social Security. In fact, we'll cover the top five misunderstandings that we see in Social Security all the time. And you'd just be amazed at, uh, I bet, Janine, there are going to be two or three things on this list that you know people will say, wow, I thought all three or four of those things were true about Social Security. So we're going to try and debunk some of those things on today's show. It is an important part of the conversation, not the end-all, be-all of retirement planning, but Social Security is going to be a factor for most all of us, so we need to get that decision right. So good to uncover those mistakes and misunderstandings on today's show. Uh, plus, we're going to debut a new feature on today's show. It's Did You See This? The fun, interesting, wild, and weird of the financial world. So we're going to give you a new look at that segment on this week's show as well. But as always, we'd like to check in and see what's happening in the news. Extra, extra, read all about it. Well, Janine, we're here at the uh, end of November time frame in 2019, in case somebody ends up listening to this show a year from now. Obviously, you have the context of when we talked about this, but uh, looking at what appears to be the most likely candidates to be elected president in 2020, I'm not going to ask necessarily for a prediction of who will win, but do you have any predictions for how the stock market and the economy would react differently to Trump, Biden, or Warren, or we'll call it the field, if one of the more dark horse candidates emerges and, and were to become president. You know, I remember back when Trump was elected, uh, everyone thought the stock market was going to crash. And there was like, what, a couple of hours in the overnight trading where it looked like it was going down and then everything exploded and went up the next, you know, within a couple of hours the next day. And it was a totally different story from what was predicted. What would be your prognostications if you had any in terms of <laughs> that debate. Well, you're right. Uh, a, a lot of these people get paid for to um, opine 
and prognosticate. And people need to remember that. I was just having a conversation with a client who has a very, uh, a, a, a colleague who has since retired. And he was making the comment that every time this guy made predictions about their, even their own company and the increase in value of the ESOP, he was wrong. So, and it, we're talking an engineer who's very, you know, in the weeds, counting, doing the math, et cetera, but all his projections were wrong. And so the news gets this wrong all the time. You, I mean, you can go back to 2016, they were wrong. You can go back before that, they were wrong, especially where the market is concerned, because the market, though it moves on news, and no one has the news before it's news, generally, these people get paid to opine, scare you, create movement in the market. So a lot of people, when the market does do a dip, uh, last year, for instance, especially in December, a ton of people got scared and left the market. So, and then in January, it just exploded. So, you know, you're, you're right back where you started in December and then beyond. Do I think that the candidates could potentially affect the market. Well, what would really affect the market are the underlying holdings, which are these companies, which would be affected by adverse regulations and taxes. So those, it's kind of an indirect, well, it's really a direct effect. But in general, the market's going to have a return. It's just what is it going to be? And then how is the next regime going to you know, impact the specific companies and industries that make up the market. But as a whole, the stock market has had returns, you know, since we started counting these numbers way back in the 20s. And even through every administration, every Congress, doesn't matter who's in charge of the Congress, uh, House or Senate, there are always returns in the market. So yes, you could have a momentary dip, but the market will figure out what to do next interesting to uh, to just kind of reiterate all the time here on the show that people just don't know, right? I mean, right. no matter what gets prognosticated, uh, it, it might be true, but it, it just as often ends up being the opposite. And so it just, just always be wary of those people who are looking into their crystal ball telling you what's going to happen. Right. I mean, just, just recently, there were some pretty good, interesting articles on why bonds aren't earning anything, so you need to go to dividend stocks. Well, so I just did a complete analysis with a gentleman that that's what he'd heard. So he sent me some articles. I read the articles, and then I went and did the research. And I said, so let's just look at what we're talking about. And, you know, it was always going to come down to expected return and the expected risk. So if you're telling me you're going to put all your money over here in this fund of dividend paying stocks, let's look at what that really means. So when you hear things in the news, you're only getting a piece of what you need to actually understand how to go forward when it comes to portfolio allocation, etc. And you should never make a decision just on that piece. Well, it's a great point for anybody heading into 2020 and trying to read the tea leaves. Just be wary. Be very, very wary. Uh, there you have it. That's what's happening in the news. Now time for our news segment, Did You See This?, where we bring you odd pieces of news from the world of personal finance, investing in estate planning, and the like. Uh, this story comes to us, Janine, from a Pennsylvania couple. Uh, did you see this? They're facing felony charges after their bank accidentally put $120,000 in their checking account, and the couple spent most of it instead of contacting the bank. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> what planet 
are you living on? <laughs> they, they were in Monopoly. Hey, there's been yes, a bank error in your favor, right? <laughs> yeah, somebody won the lottery. Ooh, somebody give me free money. Okay, one, that never happens on purpose. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> and obviously, it wasn't their money. And the fact that they never contacted the bank, I, who doesn't think that they're going to get caught? I mean, who thinks they're not going to get caught? <laughs> Especially that amount. I mean, Especially my Especially that amount. Yes, they'll come looking for you. They'll beat down your door for that amount of money. <laughs> yeah, that was, um, that, that was pretty silly. And yeah, they'll probably get prosecuted. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. Um, I actually have a personal story that's very similar to this. I was once overpaid. I can't remember the exact amount, but it was something in the neighborhood of 10000 um, wow. for by ESPN of all companies. So when I was doing some freelance broadcasting work for ESPN, all of a sudden on one of my paychecks or distributions, it was way more than I was expecting it to be because I'd only done like one or two games during that pay period. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden the check was like $10,000 more than it was supposed to be. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. Because I was like 21 years old. So I mean, <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> well, they pay me a lot. I was like, wow, I must have gotten a bump in my, in my pay. Like, or, you know, my, <laughs> my, my per game fee just, you know, quintupled or, you know, I don't even know the word for what would describe how much it went up by. So I was, I was floored, you know, I was, I was jumping off the walls. I was so excited. But at the same time, I was like, yeah, this is too good to be true. Something's not right here. And so, you know, I really looked at it and, and really said, yeah, this is how far off this is. I said, I have a feeling this is an error. Something's not right. So I emailed payroll and said, hey, was this a mistake or did I get a raise? <laughs> and the lady wrote back. She was like, oops. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> and she even said, um, we would have never known about this had you not said something, but I oh, but thank you. snap. Thank you for doing the right thing, you know. Well, so. exactly right. So that does, I mean, that, that's kind of where I was going next is, yeah. you know, uh, what is integrity? I mean, it's I was like, what do you I get do a reward when, for, for, yeah. for doing the right thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you bonus me a little bit? Nope. Um, so she's, yeah. so I basically, she was like, there's no, I can't go into your bank and pull this back out. Can you, you'll have to write us a check. So I had to write ESPN a check back for the, oh. the difference in the amount. So that was very painful to do. And I said, this is the only thing that got me. I said, now look, I don't want to get a 1099 at the end of the year that shows that I made this much oh, because I'm exactly. writing you a check back. And she said, no, it won't, it won't. Well, of course, it comes in next year. Wrong amount. Had to go through all the process of then proving back to them. I saved all those emails because they were like, Oh, they, that then, was good. A year yeah. later, they then pretended like they had no idea what I was talking about. You know, so it's like, you know, <laughs> here's all of our communication from last time. Here's That's the check right. I sent back to you. Here's how it all works. But yeah, it wow. was pretty. It was an interesting experience to to go through. <laughs> well, that just so there's two lessons here: trust but verify, <laughs> and and integrity is doing doing the right thing regardless of anyone who's watching. I mean, in the bank's case. You know, I don't know how anybody could think that a bank wouldn't find that out because there are auditors and yes, occasionally somebody misses something, but that kind of money, they're coming after you. Especially that much, right? Oh, 120,000. Yeah. yeah, that's more than the monopoly uh, bank error in your favor. <laughs> exactly. Uh, speaking of getting overpaid, wouldn't it be nice to have that happen to your social security check? All of a sudden it goes up by, you know, a couple thousand more than you were expected. That would be great. <laughs> Something yeah, but tells it's me that'll never Don't happen. That. <laughs> <laughs> that will not happen. That will like not happen. the other direction. Yeah. <laughs> um, myths, rumors, and misunderstandings, I would say, Janine, are pretty pervasive in the world 
of Social Security. And there's lots of reasons why, which I'm sure we'll address over the course of the next couple of minutes. I want to clear up the five misunderstandings, the top five misunderstandings about Social Security. That doesn't mean to say that these following statements will be wrong, but that maybe just they're a bit misunderstood. First example out of the gate, if somebody said, hey, Social Security is going broke. Mm, not technically wrong, but not technically right in the sense that Social Security is disappearing, right? I mean, that's kind of a nebulous question a little bit. Yeah, and a lot of people think that because there is a lot of mis and disinformation out there about Social Security, and a lot of people don't really understand. I mean, they know it's a, it's a Ponzi scheme. Rick Perry was right. You need a very large working base to add to the trust fund, which is really just another fund now. It's not going broke because we are paying taxes and those taxes do go into the fund. The issue with um, Social Security not having as much in the fund is that Congress keeps, or members of Congress um, recently, I think I, I saw an article and I haven't verified it, that Pelosi took $2 billion out of the fund. So uh, what are they doing with it and where's it going? There never seems to be an accounting, but yes, the fund itself is still pretty large. And yes, on your Social Security statements, it says it will be insolvent or that the benefits will be reduced potentially in 2035. It's a problem Congress needs to fix, but it's not going broke. So look at the economy today. We have an extremely low, record low unemployment across all the different sectors. And so your base of taxpayers has significantly increased. In fact, I saw something recently, there were like five more million more jobs than we have people applying for. So that all those taxes are going into these different pots. So they're going to recover some of what was spent previously. But again, being able to pay out full benefits as advertised in your Social Security statement, Congress is going to have to do something about how they invest the fund, how they manage the fund, and then, you know, keeping the benefits being distributed as advertised. Yeah, that's an important takeaway, I think. So don't run around like a chicken with your head cut off thinking that Social Security is just going to disappear all of a sudden from the face of the earth, but do understand some of the problems that come with it and then the trickle-down problems that will happen because of that, talking right. taxes mm -hmm. and maybe later retirement dates, those kinds of things could be consequences of the problems that exist with Social Security. Yeah. So that's well said. Another common misunderstanding about Social Security, Janine, would be that uh, the assumption that starting Social Security as early as possible is usually the best course of action. Well, and it's, it depends, like any good CPA should answer, it depends. Um, you know, conversely, you should delay it as long as possible, which is, I think, number three on our, on our list here. It still depends. I, you know, I had, um, I, I accused her of being, I go, you engineer. She goes, I'm not an engineer. I go, okay, mathematician. She goes, I'm a physicist. I go, you still do math. So, so she brought in a spreadsheet and she figured out, you know, where her break even was. She goes, I'm taking my social security a year early. I said, um, I don't have a problem with that because you have other assets. So if you didn't have other assets and that's really the, when you're looking at when should I take social security? There are a lot of factors that affect that. How much else have you saved? What are you going to be depending on? What's your lifestyle going to be? Are you going to continue working? If you're going to continue to work, why would you take Social Security early? Because you're, there's an earnings test. So you're going to be reduced in your um, Social Security distribution. You're kind of robbing so, yourself in that case, right? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and then delaying, conversely delaying it as late as possible. Obviously, you can't delay it any further than 70 so the question is, should you 
or you know how long you're going to work or for a lot of couples where the and I'm going to just go to the tradition the husband works the wife didn't work or didn't work much or only worked some he needs to delay as late as possible because if something happens to him her choices are going to be based on that decision in terms of how much benefit she gets or vice versa, whoever the, the primary breadwinner is. You're, if somebody takes it early, then you're locking in a discounted benefit and the spouse is going to get a little bit less than even that as a spousal benefit. So when somebody passes away, you know the full benefit for the spouse is gonna be based on when you take it. And if you take it early, then you're locking in a lower benefit for the rest of however long for the spouse. And so that's a factor for couples where the, the wife may not have worked much. I mean, in this area where we are here in, you know, central Maryland, in the DC metro area, that's not necessarily the norm, but it's the norm for a lot of people in the country. One would think that if you went down to the Social Security Administration to talk to them about Social Security, you would be able to say, hey, can you help me choose the best strategy? Like, which, which one's the right one for me? And a lot of people think that that seems logical, that they would help you make the right choice. Are we right or are we way off base there? Way off because they are not allowed to give you advice. They are only allowed to give you the number that you are requesting. So if you, you go in today and you ask them for, if today I took my Social Security benefit, what would it be? They can give you that number. Or if you're, you know, if you're close to full retirement benefit and you ask them, give me what my full retirement benefit is, they can give you that number, but they can't make any projections or and they, they're not allowed to give you any other advice. So there are a lot of factors that affect that number. And you really should talk to somebody who actually understands how Social Security works, you know, not just somebody working in the government. Yeah, it's another great point. <laughs> Last but not least, one other Social Security misunderstanding uh, would be about taxes and Social Security. And there's a misnomer out there. A lot of people think that you don't have to pay taxes on your Social Security benefits. Well, sir, there are two parts to that issue. Federally, you will always pay taxes on your Social Security, depending on other income that you have. So if you have a pension, you are definitely, it stacks right on top and social, more of a percentage of your social security is going to be taxable. If you don't have a pension, but you're doing distributions from qualified plans, IRAs usually, then yes, it part of your social security is going to be taxable. Now states, at the state level, there are states that don't tax Social Security. There are states that partially tax Social Security. And then there are obviously the other portion of states that tax fully Social Security. So you really have to look at when if you're looking at places for places to live, which are tax friendly, by the way, Maryland is not one of them. You know, you're looking for to optimize that for Social Security purposes. But yes, it's taxable. Another little misunderstanding about Social Security. So am I right that you're seeing these a lot among folks, Janine, a lot of these misunderstandings when you meet with new clients and start talking to them about their plans? They have these preconceived notions about Social Security. And then what does your planning process look like to be able to kind of unpeel these things or peel them in the first place yeah. and, and kind of work through these issues? Well, we, we have a, a, the ability to do a Social Security. There's a Social Security calculator as well. And then it's, but the decision to take early, take late, take at right at full age really is going to be dependent on what else is going on in your financial world. And it's a integrated decision 
So when someone makes that decision, they understand this is what my real expectation should be. And yeah, that we usually walk through that in the planning process when you're doing retirement income planning and distribution. Well, if you're interested in talking to Janine about some of these issues and items uh, like Social Security, or maybe it's, you know, looking at the market and wondering, you know, are you able to withstand volatility, especially with an election year coming up? Is your portfolio designed in such a way that it can withstand the ups and downs of the market and that sort of thing? Uh, if you have questions that surround your financial plan, it's always worth a conversation with Janine. Uh, she offers complimentary initial reviews. If you want to come in, get your situation looked at, she'd be happy to sit down with you. Got an office in Columbia there in Howard County. You can reach out by calling 443-718-6311. That's 443-718-6311. And always online at theuswealthadvisors.com. That's theuswealthadvisors.com. And we'll put links in the description of today's show. That'll lead you to all of those resources. And uh, we'll also uh, put in the blog format of today's show as well, a link to the Retirement Rescue Toolkit, which is a great place that you can go to get lots of really good information about planning for retirement. It's a physical box that Janine packs with all sorts of goodies, like a book, an audio CD, other stuff in there, special reports to help you learn about some of the most essential items when it comes to financial and retirement planning. That's all online at theuswealthadvisors.com or just check the description of today's show on whatever app you're using to listen. Janine, thank you so much for all of the help as we record this right before Thanksgiving. Hope you have a great holiday and uh, we will talk again soon. Don't, don't burn the turkey. <laughs> Thanks so much, Walter. <laughs> or, or like I did a few years ago, undercook the duck. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And that we will not be throwing it into the, you know, the vat of oil. <laughs> oh, yes. Fro frozen turkey in the vat of oil. That's uh, right. No good. Do not. Do yeah. not. <laughs> oh, too funny. Have a great uh, holiday. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks, Walter. Bye. Thanks a lot. That's Denise Theus. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for being with us. We'll talk to you soon on your financial mission. 